Welcome to Word from the Mountaintop, a weekly inspirational podcast brought to you from the Mountain Luther Parish. Today's Word of the Lord will be shared by Pastor Jason or Pastor Jess Felici. Hear now the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Now when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. And the disciples replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. This is the gospel of our Lord. Will you pray with me? What a gift to be here, Lord. What a gift to gather in all of these many ways around your word and your promise. Take our meager offerings, take what little we have, and bless it, and then help us to pass it along as a blessing to your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's August, and here we are talking about the beginning of school again. I was at the pediatrician's office for Eliza's checkup a few weeks ago, and I had the strangest conversation with the doctor about our return to school. No matter what you choose, he told me, it's going to be the wrong choice. It is the wrong choice, he said, to keep your child home and rob her of the opportunity to be with her peers or challenged by another adult and taught by other teachers. But, he said, it is also the wrong choice to send your child to school and risk contracting a virus whose long-term effects are unknown, especially with a small baby in your house. No matter what you choose, it will be wrong. Now this was not the advice I expected to receive at the pediatrician's office. Usually when you go to the doctor, you want firm answers about what the path forward will be. I was dizzied from that advice. If you can call it advice. No matter what you choose, it will be wrong. <laughs> I've got nothing. I have sat for weeks with my hands empty and open and praying and holding my nothing. What is the right choice if every choice is wrong? What do we do? How do we support our schools and our families and our teachers and our communities in this business of nothingness. 
of us have heard today's gospel reading referred to as the feeding of the 5,000 across our lives. But I think the more appropriate title for this story in a time like this is nothing. Now bear with me, we're going somewhere with this. Hear now Jesus' story of nothing. Jesus, having just heard the word of John the Baptist's beheading, escaped the busyness of his work and he went to be alone and to grieve. And he boarded a boat and he paddled to get to a deserted place away from everyone else, a place of nothing. And as he did so, the crowds picked up on where he was going and they followed him. And by the time Jesus arrived to the lake shore, he was greeted with enormous crowds. Everywhere Jesus looked, he saw faces. And from his grief, Jesus was moved with compassion, and he healed the sick who were among the crowd. Now you can imagine that Jesus was tired as evening wound its way into the sky, and the disciples breathed a heavy sigh, knowing that the gathered people who were there, these enormous crowds that were pressing in on Jesus, had nothing. And they asked Jesus to send the crowds away so that they could go to the villages to get something to eat. But Jesus wouldn't hear it. And he looked at the twelve, and he told them, You give them something to eat. The disciples looked at each other and then back at Jesus and then out at the crowds and, and they held out their hands and they said, we have nothing. Now stop right there. Because you and I know that that is not a true statement. They finished that sentence with, we have nothing but five loaves and two fish. But they begin that sentence with, we have nothing. Now that's a lie that we have all told ourselves. How many of us have heard someone stand in front of an open fridge and announce to the entire household, there is nothing to eat? Or how many of us have sat in front of a television with hundreds of channels and declared that there is nothing to watch? <laughs> Pastor Jason just yelled, you! <laughs> How many of us have looked into a closet full of clothing and declared, and declared, I've got nothing to wear? We all know that that's not true, that we have something. It just feels insignificant or not enough or maybe it's the wrong thing, like nothing. It's like so many parents and teachers and administrators across our country right now staring at the multiple terrible options we have for school reopening and we've got nothing. We've got a whole lot of options and nothing. Not one of them feels like enough or the, the right thing. And now here's the gift of this story, this story of nothing from Jesus. Jesus looks at the disciples and he says, bring your nothing to me. Bring your nothing to me. And these 12 grown men, these disciples, hold out 24 hands. That's a lot of hands, these 12 men. They hold out 24 hands and they offer their nothing to Jesus. Five small loaves and two fish. And Jesus takes their nothing from their open hands and he blesses it. 
and he gives this blessed nothingness back to the disciples who then distribute it to the crowds. And scripture says, all were filled. Not all were fed. All were filled. Now this is no small feat. The usher at church on that particular day did a terrible job of counting. Our scriptures, our scriptures point to that and tell us that there were 5,000 men besides women and children. Well, I'm sorry, usher, but you counted wrong. Consider, if there are 5,000 men, that there are probably around 5,000 women, right? And where there are 5,000 men and 5,000 women, there's likely to be at least 10,000 kids. So this crowd that had gathered around Jesus is not 5,000, but likely closer to 20,000. From the open hands of 12 men, from 24 hands, from five loaves and two fish, 20,000 people were filled. And when it was over, Jesus had the disciples take these 12 baskets and collect what was left. You hear that? From their nothing, Jesus had them collect the leftovers. Jesus takes our nothing and handles it. Where are you at in this pandemic business? Are you trying to figure out what to do with your own children for school? Or are you a teacher facing the return to the classroom or an administrator who's, who's worried about what comes next? What is your not enough, your nothing these days? Are you staring into the political vortex wondering how on earth we're going to get out of this pickle as a country? Do you continue to limit your trips to the grocery store and find yourself creatively pondering the contents of your pantry and wondering what on earth you're going to do with those pickles and that flour? Are you beginning to feel like all of this is not enough and it's high time for us to return inside our churches because this feels like our nothing? I invite you to open your hands and offer it to Jesus, no matter how small it is. Maybe it's the best bad decision that you can make for your family. Maybe it is the strangest food combination you have ever mustered. Maybe it is inviting someone else who is tired of being cooped up inside their house to attend a parking lot service. None of it amounts to much of anything. It all feels like a whole lot of nothing. But all of it, when it's blessed by Jesus, is enough to fill the kingdom and still find something left over worth saving. As I read this gospel story from Matthew today, I find myself smack dab in the middle of the story. I don't know yet what Jesus is going to do with our nothing. I still don't know the answers for school. I'm still standing outside the church building knowing that there have been numerous outbreaks inside churches. I'm still standing right in front of Jesus declaring that I have nothing. And what I have is insufficient. And I know I'm not alone. The nothing can feel daunting. 
It can feel like it might swallow us up. A common refrain in my household through the entire pandemic experience, and if I'm honest, a long time before that, is I'm bored. There's nothing to do in a house that is filled with books and toys and art supplies. But just as Jesus commanded the disciples, you give them something to eat. Jesus empowers us to participate in miracles too. May we be so bold as to offer our nothings, our insufficient offerings to Jesus, knowing full well that our hands are never actually empty, and trust that even from our meager offerings, the small loaves and fishes of our lives, the pennies that we place in an offering plate, or a shoebox as the case may be, that Jesus will fill the needs of those around us to the brim. May you not get swallowed up in your nothing, but instead see the tiny con contributions that you can make as participating in the miracles of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.